We talk about how SMS is going to get crowded in the next few years. I, I think it instead is just going to be like consumers getting smarter about the channel and really being intentional about what brands they want to engage with. Hey there, what's up? Welcome back to Cart Overflow. I'm your host, Gen Furukawa. That's Corinne Watson of Postscript. So this conversation is all about SMS marketing. And SMS is such a delicate channel because it's so intimate. Think about how many unread messages you have on your phone. Probably not that many. But SMS is such a good channel to drive conversations, build relationships, trust, and community. And Corinne is deep in the weeds in SMS at Postscript. And the educational content around SMS is the gold standard that sets the best practices for brands. And so in this conversation, we discuss segmentation and how to get hyper-segmented so that you can ramp up the relevance of each message. What some of the best practices are in terms of content frequency setting up operationally to ensure that you actually maintain the two-way conversation that SMS initiates. And then how brands like Bloom and Kinfield use SMS to surprise and delight customers in fun, unique ways. So we're at the very early stages of SMS as a channel, and Corinne shares how you can get the most out of it. So I hope you enjoy. Great conversation. Let's get into it. Corinne, how are you? I'm doing well, Jen. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining. Happy Friday. And so today we're going to talk about SMS, conversational marketing, and really kind of like where this is going. But what I want to start with is a little bit of maybe from a devil's advocate perspective, SMS. It seems like it's been around for a while, but maybe I'm just, it's coming onto my radar as like one of the go-to channels for e-commerce brands. How is this transition being made and why is SMS so important for an e-commerce brand today? It's interesting that you say that because I, I always hear like opposite, opposite sides of the spectrum. Either people are like, oh, SMS has been around for a while. Why are we now just paying attention to it? Versus other folks who are like, I'm brand new to SMS. I have no idea what I'm doing. I need some help. I think that we probably have like a marketers and SaaS lens that we apply to it. But when you think about like the amount of folks who are actually using SMS, it's still really relatively new. We like to pull the quote that anywhere from like 15 to 5 to 15% of people actually using it. And that number is probably going to increase drastically over the next year or two. So yeah, it's a, it's a really brand new opportunity for a lot of different marketers. And right now we're still in the phase where everyone's kind of figuring out best practices and how to use it and how to not treat it the same way that they've treated other forms of channel marketing like email. So yeah, that's where Postscript comes in. For sure. And you guys are, are really at the bleeding edge of setting those best practices, seeing them from a high level and sharing it with some of the content that you're putting out. You've aggregated a lot of it with your, your site, fantastic texts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we basically, and we entered the market and immediately recognized that there was a huge need for education. So especially from my end, when I'm doing a lot of research about SMS, I was quick to like hop, hop on the phone and talk to folks who are actually using it, understanding the ways in which consumers are responding to it. And the result of that was us putting together a boatload of educational material, fantastic texts. I think we're coming up on the year anniversary of that website and the, the market response to that was phenomenal. We have a lot of other guides and resources that we put together, like an automations template library and stuff like that. So I think that the primary focus for us for the past year plus has been educating the market about what SMS is and how to best use it. Yeah. So can we dig into that? Like what some of those best practices are? Like I, I'm guessing that it's a channel, it deserves its own unique strategy. So I can't necessarily just have like a welcome flow or automation or an abandoned cart automation, but 
it, SMS is going to be far more personal. Engagement is going to be higher in terms of open rates and click-through rates. Um, but what are some of those best practices specific to SMS in order to get the most out of the channel? Yeah, I feel like the best place for us to kind of start with best practices in SMS is segmentation. Any kind of marketing that involves a list, the more segmented you can get with that list, for the most part, the better return you're going to get from it. So in terms of like best practices with SMS, the first one is to segment your list. I would say that's the first. Then the second one is, second one is to make sure that you're continually growing your list. Uh, but to dive first into segmentation, I think that there's a few different like uh, groups that you can define when you're building out your campaigns. The first one being folks who have like signed up and haven't purchased. The second one being, I see a lot of brands like creating their own VIP user segment where there's folks who are, have either purchased a lot or they're an affiliate or any, or something that you, you just know that they're engaged in a certain way, having them be their own segment. And then of course, the nature of segmentation is you use it for A-B testing. So we see folks A-B testing emoji usage or message link or MMS versus SMS. There are a lot of different ways to use segmentation for that as well. It actually almost sounds a little bit like RFM segmentation, as in recency, frequency, and monetization, which is one nice way. I spoke with Juliana Jackson of OmniConvert, and basically the, the way that it works is like a zero to five scale based on how free, how recently they purchased, how often they purchased, and then basically their lifetime value, their monetization. And then it, it comes into, I think... Uh, they break it down into nine segments so basically from like, these are your super VIPs to these are the people that are about to churn, which sounds maybe similar to yours. Terminology, of course, might be different, but that's all stuff that Postscript is the CRM in that sense, in terms of segmenting the list and then sending out automations or campaigns based on that, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, the, one of the best things about Postscript is our deep integration with the Shopify ecosystem and Shopify in general. So while there are like the pretty classic segments like VIPs or like A-B testing or folks who have never purchased before, we also see brands get pretty creative with other types of segments, uh, like the subscriber's location, um, sending campaigns based off of like, you know, weather and stuff like that. And then of course, like if they've purchased an item before or, or have shown interest in an item before, making sure to remarket them or cross sell depending on their purchase behavior or browse behavior. Got it. So weather, is that like based on geography then? Like it's, it's rainy out in Austin. This is an Austin zip. So talk about the weather. It, yeah, it's based off of the, the area where their cell phone number is from, I believe. Oh, nice. Okay. How about some of the, the more like, I, I guess the details that might color what somebody's profile is. And I ask this kind of like from my perspective, a little bit selfishly from building a, a quiz builder. So we're trying to help people learn like, Corinne, what are your interests? What are your preferences? What are your goals? You know, if you're looking at a skincare brand and then, so we might understand what your skincare currently is, what problems you're trying to solve for, and then incorporate that. Are, are there ways that people can use that to add additional like non-action or non-event based data to create segments? Yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of limit. The only limitation that you'll really get when you're soliciting data like that via SMS is like how to automate it and and like sure. get from it. But when we talk about SMS being used as a conversational tool, we see brands using it as a way to like connect with their customers and ask them like questions about either what they want to see or products they want to get like have launched or their like their whole critique of the purchase process. 
The first example that comes to mind for me is Kinfield, which is a skincare brand. They used Postscript to survey their customers uh, or subscribers rather about what type of packaging they want to receive, whether they want uh, paper or plastic. And they discovered something like an 80% preference for paper packaging and like use that for product development. And so when we think about like like cutting edge ways to use SMS, we think about like a conversational channel where we're soliciting and having natural conversations with customers instead of just sending out promotion after promotion. Right. So functionally, how does that work? Is that like you want paper or plastic, paper respond one, plastic respond two, and then it becomes structured data? Or is it more like, let us know, and then it opens the gate for an open-ended response? Yeah, they did a little bit of both. So they used keywords. So they used their short code, which is a five or six digit uh, number that you send SMS communications from. They had subscribers text in the keyword paper, if they wanted paper, and then plastic, if they wanted plastic. So then it, that's just rich data. And then after they got their response, they followed up with the, the person who texted in the keyword and said, hey, can you give me a little bit more information about that? Or like there was an additional response in the automation where they received the more um, like open-ended response that would have to be like parsed in some way. Got it, got it. I think that's what I love about SMS is because yeah, the engagement is going to be so much higher than email, partially because maybe it's not as, as much competition for somebody's uh, phone or a phone is just a very personal device. So you're always going to open it. And often I think I saw response rates might be like 20%, 25%, whereas for email, it's going to be a small fraction of that. But then it opens a gate to actually having a conversation, which it seems like you guys are doing a lot of, right? This sense of conversational commerce and an actual dialogue with customers. Can you explain how that exactly works when you shift from like a, a campaign? And so not it's not a blast per se, but it's one to many. And then going from there to a one-to-one conversation. Like how from a user experience, how that looks or like- well from. Yeah, I guess from a user experience, how that looks, but then also the expectations of it. Like if I'm getting a text and then I reply, I kind of expect that I would get a reply because, you know, whether it is email or SMS, we're starting a conversation, but then yeah, maybe on the the company side, on the brand side, how that becomes like an operational challenge and how that's being managed in some ways of sending an SMS back. And then all of a sudden we're, we're kind of like juggling many different conversations. Yeah, there's so much to unpack there. I think I think I'll lead with the the fact that most marketing channels are seen as like direct revenue channels, but SMS is probably the first one in which we're seeing it as not only like a revenue channel, but also a community channel, a way to like build camaraderie with your customers and mm. subscribers, which is pretty remarkable uh, when you think about it. Like having an open-ended conversation with someone who's interacting with your brand is something that hasn't really necessarily happened outside of like the, the sphere of customer support, where's my order, it's shipped late, et cetera. From the brand experience, I think that we brands need to be intentional about how they're spending time with the SMS channel. So of course we want to use it to let customers know about upcoming sales and promotions and limited edition drops and stuff like that. But I would be remiss if I didn't say that like it's in the ba- the brand's best interest to also use it to communicate with their customers, if that makes sense. And then logistically, I, there, there are a lot of nuances to making sure that there's a lot of folks on the receiving end if you are going to do a lot of conversational commerce. From the customer perspective, they're using their SMS inbox to communicate with family and friends and get instant mm-hmm. responses and stuff like that. So brands would definitely see benefit in mimicking that experience, which often requires an additional couple of 
heads on the support team. We also have like integrations with Zendesk and Gorgeous that make it really easy to create a support ticket when someone responds to an SMS campaign, which we see brands using often as well. Yeah. So it, at that point, it, it becomes a support ticket per se, but the goal is like, hey, we're just here almost as a resource to educate, to answer questions, whether it's like kind of about the problem or more specifically about a transaction or an order or something. Yeah, it could be, it could be about anything. We have integrations with like shipment carriers and stuff like that. So they can receive more transactional SMS, but we've seen brands use conversational SMS for so many things ranging from like sending a fun Starbucks gift card to people randomly, starting a book club, sending like daily messages of gratitude. I was just looking at an account that was doing like a, a Zodiac quiz to make sure oh, cool. like, help you understand what essential oil best matches your sign. Like there's some really fun ways to use SMS for sure. Yeah. So you, you, uh, talked about like, all right, there are some that are more transaction oriented. There'll be a link like buy now or something that's time sensitive, like for a, a sale purchase now. And then there are those that are campaigns that are more educational or, or telling a brand story. Getting back to some of the best practices, is there an ideal ratio of how that might look so that like the channel does just doesn't become like, you know, buy, buy, buy. And then also in terms of frequency, what, what that might look like expectations from the consumer. And then maybe from what you're seeing at a high level on like an ideal frequency before you start to reach a threshold of unsubscribes. Yeah, I it, it is the postscript motto to say that there is no one size fits all approach to SMS. When brands are trying to determine their mix of transactional versus conversational SMS, I would it, I would say it depends a lot on the industry, the the age of the subscriber, their demographic, whether or not they're comfortable receiving a lot of text messages. I would also look at how long the buyer journey is. If it's more of a high-priced item that is in the consideration phase, phrase, phase for consumers often, uh, most likely you're going to want to send a lot more like touch points rather than just sending a lot of promotions over and over again. So like a lot of things with SMS or any kind of empathetic communication channel, there are a lot of nuances. Yeah. But for the most part, I think maybe like a 75, 75% promotion, 25% conversational or maybe even 50-50 would be my my recommendation, but that's there's a lot that goes into it. Sure, okay. And then this also just kind of like happens in conjunction with emails that are going out. And maybe if there's, it's like kind of an omni-channel approach, paid ads or, or everything else, but how, how do you advise on coordinating like the timing of an SMS message versus an email? Are, is there kind of like some coordination there or is it like, let's just get it out there, get as many thoughtful touch points as possible. Yeah, I, that's like one of the top conversations when it comes to SMS is SMS versus email. And the first thing I always like to say there is that they are completely different. And it is a very common marketing mistake for folks to, to treat both of those channels the same. I, I know that we've touched on this often, but SMS is such a personal one-to-one -one channel usually SMS messages are sent with the intent of like starting a conversation or being empathetic, building a connection with the subscriber. Whereas email is sent with the intention about like transactional educating about a sale, incentivizing a purchase discounts. There's clearly a place for more personal communication in email, but they're not the same and marketers shouldn't lead with that. Like I said, SMS is kind of the, the place where folks are texting their family and friends, but when we're talking about coordinating between the two channels, there are several ways that I typically recommend. One of them being that distinction using 
email for promos and using SMS for conversation and community building or having like a multi-touch method where someone, if they don't uh, click on an email and you have both their email and phone number to send them a text. And then also we see a lot of brands being creative about like cross-pollinating their lists. So promoting their SMS campaigns to their email subscribers is something that folks do as well. Yeah, that's a nice segue into list growth. And so when you're talking earlier, like there are two main things to think about, like what you're sending and then always building your list, right? And so SMS, one of the challenges, and I think this is where you guys differentiate yourself is with compliance, right? That uh, you can't just, hey, we got their email with their order. We can now message them you know, without any restraint. They actually need to opt in, right? By checking that box. And there are lots of laws and regulations around it. One way to grow the list is taking an email list and asking them to join your SMS list. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We saw, see a lot of uh, brands put like a little small bar at the end of their email promos saying like, Hey, text in this keyword to subscribe to our SMS where we have even more discounts or we have like our holiday hotline. And there's some fun ways that people can market it. Yeah. So do P- do brands like maybe prioritize one or the other, or is it, you know, you ask for both and maybe you get a lower conversion rate overall, but at least you get a phone number and an email, like, um, really curious about how the list growth works, especially in conjunction with email list growth, both of which are very important. Yeah. I think it depends on both how, like what channels are already working for your business. If you see a lot of revenue coming from email, obviously you don't want to, to cannibalize on any of that. I think it also depends on how, where your subscribers are like interacting with your brand. If they're on their phone, they're browsing through social media, they're going on your mobile website experience or going on your app. It's natural to, to want to sub- have them subscribe via SMS. So when brands are determining whether or not they want to do SMS or email marketing, I would say, yeah, double check what is working. And then second, double check where your customers are living and how you're collecting. Like for example, if you have a pop-up on your website, collecting um, customer information, incentivizing them with a discount, et cetera. If that if that's on mobile, it, it's natural for there to be a phone number collection. Whereas if it's on desktop, it might make more sense for you to collect both mobile and email because there's more space for the consumer to like look at it. Whereas that could get kind of messy if it's on uh, mobile. Yeah. If it matters, you know, in terms of like ease of purchase, I thought it was really cool that you guys are now moving more towards a transactional platform as in a customer can just text in an order or text in a renewal of a subscription, which I think is really cool. And maybe might prioritize gathering a, building an SMS list before an email because you can't necessarily order via email as easily as, you know, an SMS, which you guys are doing on PostScript now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's, it's important for us to look at what's going to happen in the next one to five years in commerce. And that's bringing a lot of purchase journey into one platform um, or one like medium So having someone jump from their email inbox to their SMS, to a website, to a payments app, like all of that is going to get clunkier and clunkier, especially as more ways to purchase come into play. So streamlining that is something that I think a lot of different apps are going to be trying to do. Yeah. And and not only that, but now, you know, I I was just writing about third-party cookies and attribution, cross-channel attribution. It's going to be far harder to track. And all of a sudden, if you're using multiple devices or just going to different sites, third-party cookies are, which are traditionally been the way to track impressions or, or ad spend or conversions, not really as doable. So yeah, consolidating it gives a far clearer picture to marketers as well as on, you know, what, what a return on ad spend is or what a return on investment is. 
Yeah. I mean, there's no better time to double down on your own marketing. I feel like that's kind of the talk track that everyone's had for the past six months is building a community, building a, a group of folks who are super hyper engaged with your brand. is going to be a lot better. And I feel for those brands who have spent a lot of money on paid ads because they're probably not necessarily scrambling, but they're probably a little bit worried about the holiday season and how they're going to compete against brands that are already like lining their pockets with customers that have loved their own marketing for months. Yeah. So can we talk about that? Like you have, like we discussed earlier, a really nice collection of brands that are doing well with texts, with fantastic texts, but maybe if you could share some of the perspectives of winning strategies with SMS as a channel, maybe how it complements email, but brands that are doing well with an SMS strategy, I'd love to hear more of uh, the examples that you're seeing and why you think that they're working. Yeah. Okay. I'm going off the top of my head here. Um, I, I'm going to go off with some brands that I've recently spoken to. The first yeah. one is Bloom. Um, Bloom is like a nice and really beautifully, like beautiful, sophisticated beauty brand. Uh, they are, they've used SMS since I want to say like early 2019. So in my eyes, they're more of like a seasoned SMS marketing company. They use SMS in like a lot of conversational ways. They have a book club that folks can subscribe oh, to cool. the brand uh, where they're like reading a book every month. They also are the folks that are sending a coffee, a coffee gift card to their subscribers randomly with like a certain amount of money on it that they can use to buy themselves a little pick me up coffee. And they have a lot of like product education. Their most, their most popular product is called Meltdown. And it's, they have like a series of texts for someone after they purchase learns about how to use the product and how it is best complemented as an upsell with their other products. So that's Bloom. They're awesome. They also just recently launched in some brick and mortar stores, which is really exciting from like a, a personal standpoint there. But for for the book club, for example, or coffee cards, gift cards, they, they might ask for an address for like for the coffee card, for example, ask for an address via SMS and then they send it by mail. Or is it like a digital card that you is all transacted via SMS? It's a QR code. So they like to take a oh. screenshot of the of the gift card. And so they create urgency there where I think, I don't know how much they load onto it, but it's literally a picture of the gift card. So subscribers have the opportunity to get it and then have to like spend it at their nearest Starbucks sooner rather than later before it runs out. Oh, I see. Okay. But they do also, they also send out like randomized like gift cards to SMS subscribers, which is like a one-on-one -on -one conversation when they'll say, Hey, we randomly picked your name out of a hat. You have a $50 gift card waiting for you. Like, let us know what email to send it to. And then that's just done through the Postscript platform. Wow. So would that be a $50 gift card to Bloom or mm -hmm. to, oh, nice. Okay. So kind of, yeah. So it helps engage, I guess, uh, further customer loyalty. Uh, that's yeah. nice customer experience. And it's fun, right? When you think about the the stuff that goes viral and the stuff that gets shared on social media left and right, it's like those really like the, those opportunities to surprise and delight where someone's like, hey, they kind of went out, of my, out of, went out of their way and surprised me, or I got a random text message from this brand. It's like, I don't know. It, it It's fun. Yeah. Bloom has a nice quiz on their homepage, a beautifully designed site. Do they incorporate any of the data from the quiz in the SMS strategy? Or is that more just like kind of on-site and email? I want to say that they do. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, it's. I was actually doing a little bit of research about this this morning. It, I, I feel like there are a lot of brands that have quizzes that don't really do anything with the data. Like they they have they get the they have the quizzes on their website. The a brand called Whimsy and Wellness is the one that I'm thinking about, and they help you determine what zodiac sign, like what essential oil is best for your zodiac sign, and then 
the information doesn't go anywhere and there's no opportunity for them to collect your information, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, oh, you, this is a really good opportunity for them to just like remarket to you once you put your information in, but they weren't doing that. Yeah. That, and then like you're talking about like an educational ed- educational campaign for whether it's like right after you opt in or even every time of the Zodiac sign, is it for a year or for a month? It's like a few months. But, oh, but so I'm a Taurus. That's a Zodiac sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like every May, for example, it'd be a nice time to kind of like go through and, and even maybe like ask for a birthday as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think because Capricorn is what, late December to late January. I'm not sure, but it's, I think it's like one or two months per sign. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, another chance to surprise and delight, like on my birthday, if they use Bloom's strategy of like, you know, here's a gift card or here's something like 10 bucks, even just to get me to spend a little bit of money on, on an essential oil. And then I spend more and become a customer. Yeah. All about getting as much data as possible for sure. Yeah. Uh, what about the brands? And obviously you don't need to name names here, but that do it wrong. And I'm going to guess that it's just incessant. It's selling. It's just that annoying friend who just like doesn't quite get the point, but you know, cause you see where do brands fall short? Yeah. I, I want to, I, I want to reframe that to, to say that, like, I don't think it's the brands falling short. I think it's the way that they've been educated about how to use SMS is just drastically wrong. I think that they're, either going in with the the preconceived notion that SMS is like email, or they're just going in saying, I want to get as much out of this channel as possible and aren't being advised by their platform on how to do it. But yeah, you're right. The, the brands that I see are doing it incorrectly are the ones that are sending, you know, more than one text message a day or a week. Uh, our recommendation is anywhere from two to four a month, which is low compared to some other platforms out there. But again, it's a channel that you need to respect. Yeah. Brands that are sending out, out a lot of promotions, full blast to their entire list they're doing no segmentation so folks that purchased yesterday are getting the same campaign as those that have never purchased that Mm. that's not good you need to treat those subscribers differently and then brands aren't using any kind of personalization um, or brand voice in their sms with sms you only have 140 characters to like get the most out of your subscribers so it always pains me to see brands that aren't you know, using playful language when applicable or using emojis when they can, or even putting in an MMS, like a GIF at the top that like shows a promotion discount or is nice and branded. Like there are so many fun ways to, it's like copywriting. It's really short format content where you have to get the most out of it with very little, you have very little to work with. Yeah. And when I'm actually two to four a month sounds like not a whole lot, you know, I'm like, okay, like we could do that. So it's, it's not a matter of like being short on bandwidth, maybe like, you know, so breaking a, a list into the segments that you suggested, like VIPs or re- recently churned or subscriptions, like that totally makes a lot of sense. And then also one thing, I don't know how important this is to the brands, but like there is a cost to every message you send out, right? That's, that's one difference of SMS versus email, right? It's like cost per message. So if you have a list of say a hundred thousand, I don't know, it might cost a penny or something. So you, you don't want to blast. It's in your financial best interest to, to segment closely and make sure that the message and the recipient are matched together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're sending full, full send campaigns to everyone on your list eight times a month, uh, that not only is bad for your wallet, it's also really bad for your subscriber list because people are going to opt out. It's very easy to opt out of SMS. 
more so than with email where you either just ignore it or you have to scroll down and click unsubscribe. Like if you think about the customer experience, unsubscribing to the, the two different types of channels, SMS is so much easier because you never leave a text unread on your phone because that notification will annoy you. Where yeah. most consumers have anywhere between like five and 5,000 unread emails that just sit there. Uh, unless you're someone who has to have it all, you know, read, but it's not usually the case. Totally. Yeah. Inbox zero, like once you get past a thousand, just not going to happen. And yeah, that, that little red dot is so annoying. It's designed by technology, technology to get us sucked in. Yep. And there's no promotions tab on SMS. So yeah. Great point. I want to wrap up here. Like you alluded earlier to the future of SMS in that, you know, like in one year and five years, it's just going to be basically like one customer platform, maybe. So you can send emails, SMS, you can transact as in like purchase, cancel, resubscribe, whatever. You're building that future with PostScript. So whatever you can share, I'd love to hear like how you guys foresee it and get a glimpse into what that future looks like as it relates to SMS and then how, how we can take advantage of that starting today. I feel like a lot of conversations that marketers are having about predictions and the future of commerce and retail is about engagement and how to stay engaged with your customers and subscribers. I think that I, I think that we're working to reframe the way that brands see engagement, especially with SMS, because of what we just spoke about, how every SMS message gets read. So there's not necessarily going to be any kind of like race to the top with a subscriber's inbox. I think that subscribers are instead going to look at their email and their, sorry, their SMS inbox and understand exactly what brands they want to hear from amidst their family and friends. So I think we're trying to reframe it so that not only is the whole, the whole customer journey happening within the SMS inbox, we're also making it where it's like, if brands use SMS intentionally, where the wall of volume of messages go up, I don't think that SMS subscribers are going to perceive their SMS inbox as getting crowded, they're just going to readjust the way that they see SMS as a channel, if that makes sense. All of that to say that like, we talk about how SMS is going to get crowded in the next few years. I, I think it instead is just going to be like consumers getting smarter about the channel and really being intentional about what brands they want to engage with. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just almost a microcosm of technology in general or social media in general. There is a lot of noise, but it doesn't mean that the, the best creators or the, or the best products don't rise to the top. It's just, there's more noise to cut through, but if you're doing it right and you are following some of the best practices that you're putting out, the, the efficacy of the channel will still, still be there. Yeah. And I think that also not to bring up COVID, but of course every marketer is going to now <laughs> over the past year where we've like struggled to find connection with each other, that's probably going to stick around for a while. So I think the brands that are going to kind of going to come out on top are the ones that are having really empathetic communication with their customers who are doing like the touch base and, and saying hello and soliciting product feedback via SMS. Like those are the experiences that consumers are most likely to remember instead of just the, the very fatiguing promotions that are getting sent over and over. Totally. And yeah, like I was saying, looking into third party cookies being deprecated, like, yeah, it is about engagement. It's about relationships and it's almost being positioned more for a long-term relationship as opposed to maybe short-term transactional or pursuing conversions, you know, short-term. So I think that's really maybe the foundation of SMS is that it's a relationship building channel. It's a loyalty building channel and it's, it's a clear differentiator for brands. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Corinne, thanks so much. This is this is really fun. I really appreciate the insights. What's the best way to find you online? Yeah, I I'm on Twitter. So Corinne Juliet, C-O-R-I-N-N-E-J-U-L-I-E-T-T on Twitter, and then just Corinne Watson on on LinkedIn. So you probably the best two ways to get in touch with me. Awesome. Well, Corinne, thanks so much.